0: Hi, and welcome to the 44th episode of the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life Magazine.
1: I'm David Aberbach, CEO and Publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury,
2: Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com.
0: Each week, we bring to you the best apps, great gear, and news from the iOS world. And today, we're going to be talking to you about Bluetooth. With the iPhone 7 coming out, without the headphone jack, Bluetooth is on everyone's mind, Mm -hmm. and we just want to get into recommendations of the best Bluetooth gear to use and how to get around it if you have wired headphones.
1: And should you use Bluetooth, or would you be better off using the dongle and using a wired headphones? How good is Bluetooth audio quality? So we're gonna cover all of that and more. In this
0: episode. (laughs) First, we want to talk to you about our tip of the day newsletter. For people who sign up, we send one tip every day teaching you something cool you can do with your iPhone. So you go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip to sign up for that. And we also like to share with you our favorite tip of the week. Mm -hmm. So this week, I'm going to tell you about a tip, which is how to use maps to find your car. And that's if you have Bluetooth in your car, which I have a a Bluetooth system. If you also have a CarPlay in Dash system uh, or any... Other type of Bluetooth car system, it'll work. Uh, it won't work if you have uh, just some sort of Bluetooth gear in your
1: car. <laughs> <laughs> we in the in the pre uh, getting ready for this show, we were debating exactly what it meant to have Bluetooth in your car, and right. it has to be connected. Yeah, to your, your car. car. Yeah, it's it's the what it means basically is if your phone can, if you can talk on your phone through your car, play music through your car, you have Bluetooth in your car. Uh, and that that is essential for this tip to work. So how does it work, Donna?
0: So you open the Maps app and you'll usually see your location right there. And if you'll see a blue pin that if you tap it, it'll tell you where your parked car location is. From there, you can tap get directions and you'll automatically get walking directions. Mm. So this is really handy if you are at a mall or somewhere where there's like large parking lots and you know everyone has stories of roaming around (laughs) forever looking for their car so this just helps you get around that
2: this summer i went to the mall of america and it would have been so useful yeah i
1: I was actually in chicago this weekend and i hadn't read this tip i'm I'm embarrassed (laughs) to say and i like so many times had to sit there and stare at the car and try to be like remember this remember this so i I wish i had known
0: And you have a CarPlay system, right? I do. I
1: could have totally done this, yeah.
0: And you have a third-party one? Yeah,
1: I have... um, Pioneer. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. I have Pioneer CarPlay, so it's an aftermarket unit. I really like it. It's it's funny because I have a 99 Camry. (laughs) So it's a really (laughs) old car with a really nice CarPlay unit. One Uh, of those
0: babies that runs forever. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, It's getting near 20 years. Uh, But the thing that I really like about it is on this road trip, it was great because... You have a really big navigation right there. It tells you where you're going, what's coming up next. And you can, you know, there was, a, I was on an elaborate text message group uh, or like while I was driving and I could actually participate and listen to each text message coming in and answer and without mm-hmm. having to, you know, look at my phone. So it was awesome.
0: That still frightens me a little bit, but
2: cool. (laughs) So that's why you were texting me while you were driving? Uh Uh-huh. I was was
1: doing it verbally. And it's funny, too, because then it always messes up a little bit. But in general, I find Siri dictation on the CarPlay unit be pretty good. Cool. So there
2: is one thing you can do if you don't have Bluetooth in your car, which is you can choose to mark your current location, and that will drop a pin if you do it while you're standing next to your car and then mm-hmm. you can get walking directions back to that pin. So, And that's
0: in the Maps app? Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: Does cool. it ever happen to you though? Sometimes it happens to me where I will be, uh, I'll do that and then I'll go later to load up the pin and it's disappeared. Is there some trick to making sure it doesn't, like if I then use my maps later to then find something else, will that pin stay? Hmm.
2: I don't know. I've only used it a couple times. And okay. it, worked, it, worked it worked for you. All right.
1: Maybe I'm uh, just doing something wrong.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Probably. We'll have to look into that <laughs> we'll just let you guys know. We'll just assume that you're wrong,
2: yeah. David. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. That okay. sounds about right.
0: <laughs> All right, so go to <laughs> iphonelife.com slash daily tips to learn handy, useful information of things you can do with your iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch. Uh, and next, we're going to talk to you about our iPhone Life Insider subscription. So this is our premium subscription that really teaches you everything you can do with your device. You'll get a video version of our daily tip so you can walk through, watch along, and as you learn... Uh, also, in-depth video guides. Right now, I'm putting together the iPad guide. So if you have an iPad and you're having a feeling you're not doing as many cool things with it as you think you could, this guide will be for you.
1: And we just came out with an in-depth iOS 10 guide as well, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, every time anybody asks me iOS 10 questions, I'm like, just go watch the guide. Uh, and one yeah. thing to mention, too, we called an in-depth video guide, but it comes with a downloadable PDF. So you can, you can read it or watch it or both, depending on what your preferences are.
0: That's right. And uh, we also have Ask an Editor, which mm-hmm. is a feature where if you have a question that's a little more complex and you're not finding an easy answer uh, with one of our tips, you can email Sarah, and she'll <laughs> answer your question. She'll help guide you through what to do. And so we're going to share what, a, what our favorite insider question was this week.
2: Well, actually, my favorite insider question this week is not that complex, mm-hmm. um, but it's such a common question that I thought I would answer it anyway. Uh, So what this insider wanted to know is how do you add people to a group message and how do you name the group message? So the first part is there's two ways to add people. First, when you're creating the group message in the To field, you just add multiple contacts. Um, But if you've already got a group thread going and you want to add someone, then you open the conversation and there's a blue eye in a little circle in the (laughs) top right corner. Um, You tap that and it will take you to a page where at the bottom of the list of people who are already in the message thread, there's an option to add contacts. You just tap on that, add all the contacts you want, and tap done. Um, But while you're on that page, that is also where you would name the group message and um, also where you would say mute notifications from that message Mm. or even, which is my favorite bonus tip for you guys. The most (laughs) important thing because sometimes those group messages get out of control or go off tangent and you don't need to be in it anymore. So you can mute it. You can leave it. Um, But David has a caveat about Mm, naming your group message. This is important. A
1: couple caveats, caveats, caveat, caveats, whatever. Whatever it is. (laughs) So, number one, it's a little bit buggy. So I've had it happen a few times to me where I'll name a group, and then that name will just disappear, or the group itself will just disappear. So iOS, I don't know if iOS 10 really fixes it. At least in Hmm. iOS 9, it was a little bit buggy. Uh, Second caveat, caveat something. uh,
2: (laughs) Second thing to be careful about. Yes,
1: is that uh, you can't, this is an iMessage feature, meaning you cannot name a group that has an Android user in it, or you cannot add an Android user to a group that has already been named. Mm. So this has happened to me a couple of times where we'll have so a group, annoying. we'll be texting, and then somebody will will want to add somebody for various reason, and they have an Android, and I, I don't know why I'm friends with Android people. Um, it's weird, but every <laughs> once in a while I need to text them, and it's you can't have them in the group. So it's a little bit of an annoying part of it, but... It's, it's definitely fun. And Donna, you were saying you had fun messing with people who... Uh... Yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't know that you can name a group yeah. message. So if you have a group thread going with some friends and you go in and change the name to something weird, everybody's wondering what happened and how you did it.
2: Yeah. So right. That's fun to do. Because you don't have to be the person who started the group message to name it. I
1: definitely yeah. do that too. I'll go name my group something outrageous and everybody's like, wait, wait, why are we
2: texting a group called this? <laughs> yeah. I think I've had that experience with you, actually. That uh, sounds right. <laughs>
0: So, for if you want to have uh, Sarah answer your insider questions, you can sign up at iphonelife.com/insider. Uh, I should also mention that you get a digital subscription to iPhone Life magazine if you're an insider, and a full full access to our archive of issues.
1: One extra thing to mention is if you are an insider, you may be watching this. So Mm -hmm. we have started recording our podcasts, and we are going to have the video version of them available to insiders, and we're going to start recording more roundtable discussions like this, where we discuss pros and cons of various iPhone-related topics. Uh, So we're pretty excited to add one more piece to the insider, which is having Regular video conversations and regular roundtables is what we're gonna call them. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. So, if you're an insider, hi guys. Hi. (laughs) All right, so let's get into the news. Mm -hmm. So, Apple is apparently considering buying Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that we wanted to discuss if we think that's a good idea, why would Apple want to? And apparently, among the suitors for Twitter is uh, Google, is another one that's been. Google
1: and Disney. And
0: Disney. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? Should Should Apple buy Twitter? It's such an interesting question. I, what would Apple do with Twitter is yeah. my question. Well,
1: it's this interesting thing where everybody knows that social is really valuable mm-hmm. and that, ev- that social media is one of the most important you know platforms you can have now. But everybody struggled to create a social platform, other than obviously Facebook and Twitter, uh, LinkedIn to some degree. But, yeah. uh, you know, Google tried with... Uh, God, Google Plus, Apple's kind of trying to do it with music, with, um, what is it? Apple, can I don't Connect. know. I mean, I use Apple I Music, but it. I the social it. connection Connect. is just it's the so worst. It's so dumb.
0: Yeah, Apple definitely doesn't have a great track record with doing social features.
1: Yeah, and it's the with social platforms, it's a catch-22 because it's only fun and valuable if you have a bunch of people using it, but it's hard to get a lot of people using it. If it's not fun and valuable, so how to get a social platform started is really difficult. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense in that capacity to purchase Twitter, which already has I don't know hundreds of millions of users, very active. Um, The downside is I don't talk to a lot of people that love Twitter. Do you guys love Twitter? I I, do actually love Twitter. I don't (laughs) use. I mean, I
0: use Facebook way more often to be fair, but I do like that with Twitter. You can. It's a great news source. Mm -hmm. Like I I follow different news sources that I like, or people, or journalists, or things like that, and then you just get updates from them. Mm -hmm. Whereas Facebook, it's so much more like a personal, you know, friendships and stuff like that. So I I enjoy it for that. Okay. Yeah, I feel like Twitter
2: is a really great great platform for getting sort of like live coverage and commentary on things that are Mm -hmm. happening at that moment and finding out news as it breaks. Um, I think Twitter has a really big troll problem, which is why yeah. I've kept off it myself. But um.
0: I also think, though, that with Apple News, it could be advantageous for Apple to buy Twitter and really strengthen their news source if you do look at Twitter as more of like a news mm-hmm. platform. And,
1: and Twitter, as far as the social media channels goes, has always been kind of the best for news. Mm-hmm. First of all, because you have an instant feed. And so it's, you know, I, the times when I log into Twitter are times when... So something going on in, in the world where everybody's watching or everybody's following, such mm-hmm. as the presidential uh, debates or, you know, some major news event. And then it's suddenly a live feed of all the stuff that's going on. So Twitter has mm-hmm. a news element that I would say the other social channels don't.
0: Yeah, or like an Apple event or something. If you're mm-hmm. at work and you still want to know as it's happening what's happening, you mm-hmm. could be following yeah, iPhone Live, for I, instance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Apple...
1: I struggle with this because I feel like Apple doesn't do a great job with these services. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, first and foremost, are uh, really good at manufacturing devices. They make great devices, and they do software that goes along with the devices that is great. But when they try to... It seems like they're trying to branch more and more into services. And yeah. what I don't quite see the synergy to Twitter and Apple. I don't quite see how... Uh, Apple News, like, I don't like Apple News very much. I think they just copied Flipboard. Do you guys use Apple News very much?
0: I use it. I use it. A lot of times Apple services aren't as good as other ones, but they're all integrated. Like, right? I like that yeah. I can see the top stories in my widgets pane now. Yeah, that's true. So I'll use it for that reason. But, uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't say it's better than Flipboard.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like Apple sometimes just their unique value proposition for services like that is that it's integrated, yeah. but not that, oh, we're going to make it really good.
0: Yeah, a lot of times the features will be a little more basic than other yeah. things. I mean, same thing with reminders or calendars. Yeah, like, there yeah. are better third-party yeah. apps out there.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely using Apple News because it's there. Yeah. yeah, but you guys are using Apple News. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm not using
0: it. I mean, do you think Apple would want to buy Twitter just to beat Google to the punch? Because Google might do something cool with Twitter, so they would
1: want to. I don't <laughs> know what Google would do with Twitter either. David hates would... Twitter. <laughs> I really dislike Twitter is what it comes down to. Actually, I could see, I, I take that back. I could see uh, Google doing cool things integrating into their search because there are times when I'm searching for news and I nothing no articles have been written yet about it, but then I'll see, I'll stumble across a Twitter post about it. Mm. It happens a lot to me with fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be searching and somebody will tweet that a player is not in or something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. We'll mm-hmm. keep you guys updated. Uh, but we're also hearing that... Uh, iOS 10 has come out with an update that's solving some of the bugs that we discussed last uh, episode. I guess specifically it's supposed to
2: solve um, cellular connectivity issues, but um, I don't know. Apparently it's not really that effective. Like the newer Hmm. phones, the iPhone 7s, that the issues people have been having with their cellular reception has been fixed. What, but what, So what
1: issues have people been having?
0: I guess just trouble with connectivity. Like, like not having as good of service right. as they should or okay. they used to. Okay. Yeah. I actually have been experiencing that now that mm. you mention it. I, I, feel I like have too, but apparently... Verizon's usually great and it hasn't right. been. So I guess it
2: fixes it for all phones for Verizon, but for other carriers, only the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus is this fix really working. So it's kind of okay. not a really effective fix. Okay. Yeah. So all the
0: so. problems we told you about last time, they're not fixed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But we're also and uh, we're also expecting a MacBook announcement yes. coming up. We want to yes. talk yes. about that. On the twenty seventh? Yeah. October twenty seventh. So yeah. yeah. We, don't, right up.
1: we don't do too much Mac coverage that we kind of try to stick with iOS and iPhone and iPad. But, you know, we all use Macs and love them. And yeah, so we're pretty
0: excited about it. It's been a
1: while. I think it's been a couple years since Apple's really announced a big upgrade to uh, MacBooks or Maybe IMAX. even three years. Yeah, okay. and yeah. it's been like probably five or six years since they've really had a big overhaul. You know, they've slowly made it thinner and tweaked it. But the form factor is basically the same. They're o- And so they haven't done that much with it. So... I've been hearing rumors for a while that they're going to do something a little bit bigger of an overhaul, and I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Well, yeah,
2: same. One thing is they're rumored to be uh, bringing out a new MacBook Pro, and uh, apparently they're going to switch out the traditional USB ports for USB-C.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and apparently they might be getting rid of the 11-inch MacBook Air and just refreshing the MacBook, the 13-inch MacBook Air.
1: That makes sense because they have a 12-inch MacBook which is, I mean, uh, the difference between having a MacBook, a MacBook Air, and MacBook Pro was always confusing to me. And MacBook mm. Air and MacBook are <laughs> uh, like, they are very similar. And so it makes sense that they might kind of try to merge those two lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as USB-C, is the Internet freaking out about this yet? Everybody hates change. I mean, yeah, people yeah.
2: get upset when you change their cables. I don't think it's a really big deal. I mean, this is the sort of thing that just... Technology evolves. I mm-hmm. certainly not as upsetting for people, I think, as the headphone jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on iPhone seven.
0: Could you explain what the difference is between USB and USB C? Okay, I yeah. actually I haven't used a USB C device.
2: Yeah, I don't know a whole lot. I just know, like for instance, usually with a USB. You, it, it, you can only put it in one way and yeah, you can that turn is annoying. it and put it back in. So that's nice. Yeah.
1: I, I did a little bit of research on this, getting ready for this show. I'm glad somebody uh, got or ready. Believe it or not, I do research sometimes. <laughs> Good job, David. Thanks, thanks. Uh, So it, it seems like there's a few benefits. You, you said one of them, which is it's reversible. It's really annoying when it only fits I in know, one you're way. I know, trying and to and jam to it. it. It's so annoying. Uh, the other advantage of it is that what happened was Original USB, the standard one is kind of big, which meant it didn't fit very well into iPhone or into phones, Android phones, mm-hmm. and different hard drive and devices that use USB. So then people started in- inventing USB micro. And there was two or three different types of USB micro, and depending on which device you had, it would have different cords. So mm-hmm. then result is you ended up having a bunch of different cords and the USB would be full USB on one side and micro on the other side, and you might have different types of micro. So this is small enough where it can fit into phones, which will be interesting to see if Apple switches to this. It, uh,
2: it seems like it's heading toward becoming a standard, which would be great to just have one cable that works. It would, it would be. It would be
1: great. I mean, it happened to me recently where I went on a trip and I brought a speaker with me and I had a USB standard to USB micro, but it used a different type of micro, and I was really annoyed about it and couldn't use the speaker. Uh. So standardizing it where it's, you have just one plug that fits on all sides helps. It also has the advantage of being a little bit more functional than other USB-style things where you can actually use it for, say, uh, it can transform to VGA, you can use it for projectors, you can use it... I think it just has a little bit more functionality. Uh, so mm. I think it is good. It'll be. I'll be curious... Apple, I feel like, kind of rushed it with the Lightning cable and that now we have a standard and Apple isn't on that standard. And that'll be interesting to see if they conform to it. I feel like there's only so many times Apple can force us to change our cables and change our headphones before people just <laughs> really riot. <laughs> I mean, the, it got yeah. pretty close to that with the iPhone yeah, 7 and exactly. the headphones. Yeah,
2: I mean, I was expecting this switch to the USB-C. Um, it seemed, just seemed like that was the direction they were going because didn't the MacBook already had it. Um, But to do it right after they got rid of the headphone jack seems bold.
1: Yeah, it's something... Apple's in a no-win position here. They need to push the technology forward on all fronts. Uh, They need to keep innovating. It's part of their core unique value proposition. But every time they do, people complain because change is scary and they don't want to buy new products. And So they can't win on this, and I think they're on the right side of it. Like I think you have to change to the new standard even if people complain.
0: I'm curious to see too with the new MacBooks. It like I know this tends to be more of a software thing, but iOS and macOS are like more and more tied together. Mm-hmm. Like now with macOS Sierra, you can unwatch unlock your uh, device with your Apple Watch, mm-hmm. for instance. And I'm just curious if there'd be anything with the actual like, hardware release that would tie it in together more. Touch even. ID. Touching Touch right, yeah.
1: yeah. It's interesting though, because we've been—I've been watching this for a while. Where Microsoft has merged their operating systems, and so really they're just Windows that works on tablets, phones, mm-hmm. computers. Apple hasn't done that, and I feel like when they've tried to like. Handoff is cool in theory, but it often doesn't work very well.
2: Yeah, I was trying to hand
0: off a phone call from
2: my watch to my phone the other it's day hard. and it did not work. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, one
0: little thing I've noticed with that is you have to be like actively, you can't just have an app open and have mm-hmm. it pop up somewhere else. Like you have to actively be writing an email or doing yeah. some sort of action even order sometimes
2: it doesn't up. Sometimes it doesn't be right. Um, it's very annoying. And <laughs> Tim Cook even said, no, we're not going to do that. But I, didn't really believe him at the time. Maybe they know not... that we're not gonna merge operating systems. Yeah. Well yeah. they've
1: stuck to that. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's the right decision. But, but they kind of happens. I mean, <laughs> just
2: because they they keep integrating it more and more. At some point it will be merged whether they said
0: they were going to or not.
2: You yeah, know? we'll see. We'll yeah.
0: see. So now that we've covered the news of the day, let's get into our Apple complaints and learning section where we talk about mm. cool things that we've learned All about our right. devices or things that we just can't stand.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, I have a complaint that I'm sure you guys have covered on the podcast lately, and I I haven't been here for it, Uh, but iOS 10 is killing my battery. Really? It's like I can't Mm -hmm. make it through the day anymore without having to recharge. I used to go to bed, and I'd charge my phone, and it would be at, like, 30 to 40 percent. Now, every day, probably around, like, 9 or 10, my phone's at, like, 2 or 3%.
0: And you have the iPhone 6S, right? Right now? Yes,
1: yes. I'm upgrading. Don't don't panic, people. My (laughs) phone's in the mail. I do... I am getting the 7. I'm Mm -hmm. getting 7 Plus, actually. I'm really excited about it. Nice. But, yeah. So, I have the 6S right now, and it's just killing my battery. Is this happening to you guys?
0: That's... It happened to me before I upgraded. I have the 7 Plus now, which... Well, I'm going to be talking about how (laughs) I really am eating my words, because... In past episodes, I've complained a lot about the 6S Plus mm. and how I think that I can't imagine why anyone would want one, and how I love mine. <laughs> but um, yeah, my battery was was terrible when I first updated uh-huh. to iOS ten. Not actually the beta version; it was when it was the official version. Right, which I very had strange. no
2: problems with
1: Weird. the beta version. But are you guys having and, problems? I mean, yeah, my
2: iPhone battery. I charge my phone every
0: like couple times a
2: day. It's rough. Yeah.
0: yeah. The other thing is that. Um, like my husband wasn't even gonna upgrade phones. He like didn't have any reason to. He had the iPhone 6s, mm-hmm. but it was killing his battery so fast that he decided to upgrade to, just for yeah. that. And now his battery's great, but it doesn't it's seem so like weird. that's what, what should be your decision. Yeah, to upgrade right. for.
1: and I think I mean in defense of Apple, I don't think that's intentional. Like I, some people complain, like oh, they're deliberately killing the batteries of the old no, phones. I think I don't there's think some so. bug. There's a bug. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone in this because our top article for the last month or so has been iOS 10 battery <laughs> battery problems. Yeah. Uh, have we, what are, do you guys know any fixes or any things that make it better?
2: I mean, I turned uh. raised to Wake off
1: I Did feel it help? like that
2: made a little bit of a difference. Okay. I think
0: upgrade your phone. Yeah, there you <laughs> no, go. No, there were some good like raise to wake, turning that off, reduce motion. I mean that's one we already suggest yeah. people do. I mean, but the problem is if you turn off reduce
2: motion, then the message effects won't work. So if you really oh, wanna no. send people balloons,
1: balloons. <laughs> I need
0: my or balloons. or like shooting stars. I yeah. that's another
1: complaint I hate all these message effects. I think they're the dumbest thing in the well, world just turn reduce motion yeah I know right
0: I don't love the message effects but I do really like the messages app store
1: yeah yeah no there's some nice things with messages like being able to embed videos and mm-hmm. things like that is cool, I've been enjoying sending people gifts yeah, yeah me too yeah um yeah the last complaint about my battery not only does it drain faster I've had it happen several times now where at about 10, 12%, it'll just turn off. And then I'll plug it back in and it'll turn back on and be at 10 to 12%. So it shouldn't be dying, but it'll die like prematurely, which is really frustrating. Has this happened to you guys at all?
0: Again, I've only heard this secondhand from other people, Mm -hmm. from friends, but it hasn't happened to me personally. But that
1: seems very annoying. It's really annoying. Yeah, like, it hasn't happened I had
0: you you, you a lot for like 10% amount of time left, yeah. and then it's just turning off. Yeah,
1: I, this is one of those where I feel like sometimes I have to kind of like brainstorm to think of a complaint or something I learned. And this is like a really big complaint. It's yeah. driving me crazy right now. Yeah. Same with my iPad, too. It's dying so fast.
0: Mm. So I have both a complaint and a, a learning. Okay. Eye. So since getting the 7 Plus, mm. I just wanted to give a little bit of an update, a report on okay. how I've been liking it so <laughs> far. And um, basically, I really love it. It Definitely like the size, it is pretty. Um, it takes some getting used to, mm-hmm. and I mean, here I've got it here. Like, it definitely like holding it up to my side of my you head It's just, a little it's like bit silly.
1: Big. Yeah, when I see you using it, it's like it's a little bit like those jokes people just make holding up giant bones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I also had like a, a fitness band for my arm that I got a review unit of, and just like having this strapped to my arm, too. It's like <laughs> that's like the size of my arm right oh. there. So, there's some funny <laughs> things like that, but just in terms of like. So I will stick to what I said before that like this, it is a little bit too big. big. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, um, the usefulness is like it just is amazing. Really? Like it's like kind of a hybrid between having an iPad and an iPhone. Like what? I feel like I want to watch like more videos on it. Okay. I want to read on it more. Um, I also got the 128 gigabyte. Finally, yeah, before I had well, the 64 gigabyte. I mean, that right there is probably part of it. Like I used to just that's delete. That's a game changer. Yeah. I used to delete apps weekly, like delete podcasts, mm-hmm. like different things, yeah. even if I hadn't listened to them. Cause yeah. I was like, Oh, I just yeah. can't afford the space. Right. And now I just don't even have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And then the camera, that's the reason I bought it.
1: Yeah. me too. And
0: the camera is amazing. Like I feel really? like just the pictures I've been taking, like the lighting looks way better. Low, low um, light. Low light is looking way better. Um, nice. But like being able to do the two time zoom without losing any mm-hmm. resolution is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'm still on the beta, so I'm able to use the new, uh, what do they call it? Bokeh effect. Yeah. Oh, so I'm excited in, about that. So there's like a portrait mode and you, then it'll like tell you where to line up your subject because you have to be within eight feet of the camera and then it will blur the background for you. Mm-hmm. And
1: they way, look, like, you show me some pictures. They look really nice. They it's look like,
0: really nice. Really cool yeah. depth of field yeah. effects. Yeah. Like, there's definitely, you still have to have some skill and, like, pay attention. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if the lighting Sorry, is bad <laughs> or, like, you don't listen to the, they'll have some prompts on the screen, like, if you don't have it set up right. So, mm. I've gotten some that, like, didn't really do it. And then it'll show you side by side with the effect and without. And mm. you, you get, like, two photos oh, every time you take it. So, mm. I think it's it's pretty awesome. I'm really happy with my phone so far. Great. Great.
1: Well, if, yeah, because I made the leap to, I'm um, getting the 7 Plus and every day, I'm like, Donna, how do you like it? Is it okay? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm nervous about that. I,
2: in spite of the way we all were like, no plus phones, I also have been thinking about getting a button. <laughs> but I think you lost me when you were talking about strapping it to your arm,
1: because I, I know because really you're like... a runner. But you have yeah. an Apple Watch. Just we're talking about Bluetooth headphones. But I,
2: the app I use for my running is on my phone. They don't have one. They, they don't have, have an couched, independent.
1: Catch to five K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by
2: active, I really like it, but it doesn't. It has <laughs> an Apple app Watch It has an Apple Watch app, but it's not able to function independently. Maybe if I had an Apple oh. Watch with GPS, but it relies on GPS, oh. and I have the original Apple Watch. So and so I so Series Two. If people I don't, th- yeah. I don't think I'm going to be upgrading my Apple Watch okay. anytime soon. Okay.
0: So I have a quick complaint before we get to yours. Yeah. But that's just that. Um, on Sunday, I was using my phone, and suddenly, like the screen went black, oh, and yeah. I started like pressing all the different buttons. Nothing was happening. I wasn't able to even do a hard reset, mm-hmm. and so that was very yeah. disconcerting. Because I feel like usually, if something goes wrong with the software, you have the backup of the physical, like mm-hmm. you know, mechanical buttons to use. Right, but the home mm-hmm. button's different. Now mm. that the home button is digitized, it's you know, if there's something wrong with the software, like you can't necessarily rely on that. Yeah. And so I ended up plugging my phone in and it like did like lit up just a dim lighting and for a while it wasn't working. Weird. But finally I was able to turn it off and turn it on again and it's been fine ever since. Mm-hmm. But the same thing has happened to like two different friends I've talked to. And that's it's just not and good. I looked oh, it, I looked it really up to see good. if other people yeah. experienced it. It is one of the things people are experiencing oh, okay. with the iPhone seven. Mm-hmm. So and, that was very but eerie. It,
1: it fixed itself, correct? It fixed itself. Okay.
0: So it was okay. only like a five-minute period of me freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> but still,
1: I mean, there's enough stories of people breaking their phones where that's yeah. a little bit disconcerting.
0: I mean, right. so this is the only thing, my only complaint so far about the, the um, home button, the new home button, because besides mm. that, using it has been great. But okay. And I can't say for sure that it was the fault of the new home button, but I had never had on a previous phone the experience of not being able to hard reset it when it starts malfunctioning. Yeah. Yeah. I- I like hard resets. They really
1: save you. (laughs) Have you, one question I have is, have you been using your iPad less? Because it seems like Hmm. right now, if I'm reading something, I'll switch to my iPad every time. But if I had a bigger screen, I might not.
0: I I haven't. I still am using my iPad for the same things. I actually have been using my iPad a lot for writing because I like that it's kind of like a lot of times my best writing will happen when i'm just like have a notepad in a corner on the couch or something and with the ipad you can kind of pretend you're doing that cuz like you've got your <laughs> for me i've got a keyboard case so oh, i can type nice, fast nice. and it's still light and i can be like really comfortable
1: mhm
0: so that's the main thing I use my iPad for. I already used my iPad, my iPhone to read articles a lot, and it sounds mm-hmm. like you do. You've been doing I, that on yeah, your iPad. Yeah, like a
1: lot on my iPad.
0: So for me, it hasn't. Really, I still wouldn't like write an article oh, on my iPhone. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So.
2: No, I've actually been in the position. I have written parts of articles on my iPhone. Just, really, just on the go. I like suddenly realized how I wanted to like say something, and so I'll just, like, open up a Google Doc and, like, put it in there. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not something I would ever write an entire article for. Yeah, it's a yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, How about you, Sarah? What's your complaint or learned? Well,
2: like? um, I'm buying a house, which means I keep getting emailed Yay. all sorts of documents <laughs> that I need to sign an initial and mail back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before I might have, well, way before I might have actually, like, printed them and. In- Fax them back or these days you know you can like scan them and email them back but actually uh you can mark them up in right in your email so you don't have to like even print it out at all hmm. and you can actually create like a signature which you can then like size to fit on the line and then there's an option right there you sign it and it just replies wow, and so it's just sent that's right so back cool. that's, that's awesome cool. yeah
0: and on a side note, we're excited for you to buy a yeah. new house. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, apps. Apps, apps and, gear. and gear. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into our apps and gear section. Okay. Um, do you have any, I anything do. you've been using? Well, I
1: mentioned I went to Chicago this week, and so I like Uber a lot, as mm-hmm. you all know, uh, but this time I had a car because I drove Chicago, and it seems I was about half an hour outside of Chicago, so it seemed weird to Uber back and forth. It was expensive. So I found this app called Spot Hero. Have you guys heard of this? No. Yeah. So one of the little things that drives me crazy about being in a big city is finding parking. And you drive around the street oh my God, and you I can't find it. parking. Mm-hmm. And even if you're willing to pay for parking, the, the prices fluctuate a lot and you don't know where they are. So Spot Hero basically shows you all the parking garages in the city that they work with. And you can put in a location, so I put in, I went to a football game, so I put in Soldier Field, and it showed me all of the uh, parking garages nearby, the prices, and I can actually book them on the app.
0: That's amazing. It was
1: really cool, because it's one of those things, similar to Uber, where before Uber, you had this experience of sitting there, trying to figure out a ride, trying to wave down a taxi, not knowing how much it would cost and it's a stressful right. thing it is it's, yeah it was one of the la- like one of those things that had not been automated well had not technology hadn't helped with it yet mm-hmm. but this worked really well where i just Looked in the morning, found a spot, reserved it, paid for it, showed up, and just parked. And it would it made the whole thing easy. And it literally made the difference between me taking an Uber so, th- so I didn't have to deal with it, but then having to deal with surge pricing at the end of the event and things like right. that. And just showing up and parking. And so definitely highly recommended Spot Hero.
0: Did it cost more than it would have to park?
1: No, it was... It costs a lot less because you could see all the places and where the cheap ones were nearby. Right. So I found parking in Chicago for like the day and I paid like 15 bucks. It was a really like that's reasonable incredible. That's great. I'm yeah, totally going to use That's that the time. problem.
2: You never know, like, is this the best place to park? Yeah, yeah. And there's
1: this weird stress of driving around and being, oh, I see a peep. Go there. Go there. And then you like pull in and you realize how expensive it is and you can't pull out. And it's like the whole thing's annoying. The, yeah. only, the only thing about it is it seems like it's a relatively new service. And so the parking garages aren't particularly well set up for it. So I had mm-hmm. one time where one of the garages I ended up parking at was, it was like connected to a hospital, which is mm-hmm. part of what makes this cool is these are parking garages you never would have found, but it was in right. within walking distance. But then like when I wanted to leave, I had to like pull up and go talk to customer service and they had to go let me out. So there, it's still right. like, it's a like a little bit little funky. early days. Whereas the second one, they gave me a barcode and I could just scan it when I entered and scan it when I left. So it depends, you know, it's still kind of early days, but really a good service to check out. Is and it, it a little bit data. like
0: Apple Pay where some places you go, like don't even know it's a thing? Yeah. Like, well, what guy, are you talking I, about? Yeah. I walked
1: up to the customer service and the guy's like, yeah, you're supposed to show me something. And I'm like, what do I show you? He's like, I don't know. Do you have an app? And I was like, yeah. And eventually <laughs> we got it figured out, but it was yeah. a little bit awkward, but it also, <laughs> it works with Apple Pay. So you don't even need to enter in your credit card. You're just like the payment information is already set up for you really nice. easy. So it really good experience.
0: Uh, my app this week is Microsoft OneNote. Uh, Ooh, yesterday, Microsoft. I, I know, yeah, rebel. Um, but I haven't used it a lot myself yet. I actually had a friend show me how how he was using it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was fun to see. He uh, works at like a home goods store and uses it for like home renovation projects. Mm-hmm. And basically, like the cool thing about it is you can import photos into it, um, like PDFs. And it also it like has a grid. You can type. You can use a stylus and write. Um, and so he was using it like he was redesigning his bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so he took a photo of the space. Was able to like draw all of the dimensions. Create like color coding for like different parts he was gonna use in there. He's such a dork. Yeah, David knows that <laughs> know, too. Yeah. But it was like it was crazy because like all he said otherwise he would have like a whole like, paper everywhere of everything he was doing. And this was just, like, one document that had everything he mm-hmm. needed for this project. So what is this app again? Because I have plans uh, for my house. yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft OneNote. And he said he, he got the iPad Pro uh, with the Apple Pencil, and he, like, downloaded a ton of different productivity apps and note-taking apps thinking that... You know, he would find, like, some of these flashier ones would Uh be better. And he said this was the one he ended up actually using. So,
1: okay, you may not know this because you haven't used it much, but did he give you, the the big competitor in the space is Evernote. Did he tell you anything about Evernote and how it was different from that?
0: He said that with Evernote, if he was to use it the same way he was with OneNote, he would have to pay. Uh, And OneNote is completely free. And also, it's interesting, the way they have it organized, it's like having a file cabinet. It has like little tabs that look like the little tabs in a file cabinet and then like and you can name them and within that will be a ton of different documents and so he's organized it like anything from work-related stuff uses it for that and then Mm -hmm. also uh, for you know personal projects and different things like that. Nice. And so yeah with Evernote I mean he said he likes Evernote too Mm -hmm. but he's ended up with OneNote.
1: I'll have to give it a try because I keep trying Evernote and trying to be, everybody loves it and it, I get the value of it but I haven't myself gotten to use it very much in a functional way. I struggle mm-hmm. to find good use cases for it that works for me personally. I know I'm like
0: I don't really do home renovations yeah. <laughs> but I could see, I do, I mean there are times even if you want to get curtains in a room though or something you could take a picture and like draw onto it with you know, either your finger or a stylus, yeah, what I'm the dimensions are <laughs> instead of having like, I have like sticky notes of like the dimensions for blinds in my house, and then I lost them. I'm like, okay, oh, okay. these are things yeah. that I can yeah. do. Yeah. David doesn't put blinds up, I guess. I,
1: I have blinds, but I just buy them in Walmart. <laughs>
2: so um, I know I just talked about marking up documents right in the email mm-hmm. and sending okay. them back, but um, a couple times that. You know i had like a paper document mm-hmm. and um i mean you can take photos of it but if you really want to like scan it it's like a yeah. legal document like i went through this with uh my daughter just went to college this fall and there was so much painful paperwork <laughs> um so uh i i really like turbo scan i think mm-hmm. any like good quality scanning app will pr- would probably do mm-hmm. um, but i have turbo scan and what i really like is that um I mean I, don't, I I usually just take a picture of a photo if I want to scan it really but TurboScan you can adjust the brightness like the dark and light if you're mm-hmm. if it's a the document's too dark or light but it you can set it to take 3 pictures mm-hmm. and then it kind of integrates oh, cool. the picture so it's really sharp it's really and clear and then of course you can adjust the borders and mm-hmm. so it looks really good mm. it looks like a properly scanned document and then mm-hmm. yeah. you can just email it right from the app you can scan multiple pages and email them all at once you know it puts them in one document and uh it's really it's really handy i've used a, i use that too i oh, love really? it. okay yeah.
1: i i use i think it was called jot scan or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't as good. So, like, I didn't love it very much. So this sounds yeah. like a better one.
0: Turbo Scan. I think it costs, like, a couple bucks or something, but it's it. Worth it, it was definitely worth it. Okay. It's made my
2: life so much easier just being able to, because people are like, uh, I'll fax this to you, or scan it, and email it to you later. I'm like, I've got my phone, you know? <laughs> yeah, nice. just bypass all scanning and faxing is the worst. So, I why? can't believe my daughter did some online high school classes in her senior year, and we had to fax things in and I mean, like, Who, drag- what is this? Fax the stages? I know I, that's what my reaction. I had to drag the fax machine out, like figure out how to hook it up, mm-hmm. like just feeding the pages in like and then halfway yeah. through, you don't feed it in properly. And, oh and the your whole thing so and yeah. your daughter's standing there going, I'm going to fail if this isn't turned in by midnight. So, yeah,
1: turbo scan, turbo scan for the win. OK. <laughs> All
0: right, All right. Let's get into our main news yes. section or our main theme, which is Bluetooth, Bluetooth. headphones. Okay. So first of all, we just want to talk about like should you should you buy Bluetooth or is it still better to go wired? Mm-hmm. Which one's better quality? Um, David, I feel like you have opinions on this.
1: I always have opinions on yeah. everything. <laughs> uh, no, I just wrote an article about the headphone jack and why we should stop freaking out about it. Uh, so that's opinion number one. Yeah, I'm pro iPhone Seven even though it doesn't have a headphone jack, uh, but. Bluetooth is one of those things that has a bad reputation for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, when Bluetooth first came out, it was really designed for connecting to devices, but it wasn't designed for audio very well. And so you had a few Mm -hmm. primitive, uh, the kind of old school headphone, what do they
2: call it? Oh, yeah, little Bluetooth headsets. Yeah. My dad was obsessed with Oh, I hate those things. In the early 2000s. So
1: you had... You had those that connected but the audio quality was really poor and connecting to bluetooth was really difficult uh and since then we're now up to bluetooth 4 mm-hmm. and the there's a basically a compression algorithm they use to transmit the audio that's called a codec and the codecs have gotten a lot better to the point where The human ear really can't tell the difference. Uh, Now, there's going to be a lot of audiophiles that are going to send me angry emails about that because there's Mm -hmm. certainly plenty of people.
2: And the email to send David angry emails is podcasts at iphonelife.com. Yes. So I, I will direct your, your anger your right toward him
1: right there. Well, you know, I'm kind of an audiophile, too. I'm a snob. I keep wanting to buy, like, I'm you're
2: one the, of those people. You're a, you are a snob. I know. <laughs>
1: I, I keep wanting to buy a record player. That this is where I'm at. On you're a snobby analog. hipster. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I, so I, I get it. I romanticize analog, too. But really, you can't really tell the difference as much as I want to be able to tell the difference. Placebo helps. You can pretend like it's better, but you can't really tell the difference <laughs> is the point. Um, so unless you're really, really into this and you really want to buy your $10,000 headphones, Bluetooth is just fine.
0: So Bluetooth Are there for... actually $10,000 headphones? Oh, yeah. When what we is wrong to, uh, with
1: people? When we went to Consumer Electronics Show, they had, Sennheiser had these headphones. They were, I think, $100,000 headphones. They were billed as like, the best headphones in the world. And they had a whole series of elaborate like tubes that like they ran the the audio through. Right. They were awesome. I really yeah. I really wanted. Them. When we go to CES this year, we'll have to have Sarah yeah. try them and see if she thinks yeah. they're worth a hundred grand. CES, by the way, Consumer Electronics Show, is in Vegas, and this is where they unveil new tech every year, and we cover the show. So in January, you can look forward to hearing from us. We might even record a podcast from there. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So Bluetooth four is mm-hmm. good, but so. Do people even sell Bluetooth three, 1 through 3 anymore? Or do you Is that something people need to look out Basically, for? Basically,
1: don't worry about it is the short answer. Right. Just assume that if somebody's selling you Bluetooth headphones, if they're not really terrible quality, that they're doing it right and they're mm. using the right Bluetooth. Even Bluetooth 2 is kind of okay. It really comes down to what codec they're using, and mm. you. I think you're okay.
0: So sound quality, check, we give our mm-hmm. approval for that, but there are different issues such as battery life, like yes. this is something you have to worry about that you don't have to worry about with wired, and also um, connection issues, like, you know, sometimes your Bluetooth will unpair with mm-hmm. your phone. So first, let's talk about battery. What do we think about that?
2: Well, I had the experience uh, yesterday, I went to put on my Bluetooth headphones and before when I went for a run, and... Although I had charged them, like, a couple days before, the battery was dead. Yeah. And so, you know, and the, they've died pretty quickly, but usually it's good enough for a couple runs. But if I wait too long, like, it just loses its charge. Right. And
1: sometimes you forget to turn them off. And the, I, I have a pair of headphones. They're nice headphones. And you would think they would have built in auto turn off, but they haven't. And so they'll just die.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. It's really hard to, like figure out how to turn these headphones on. That could just be the particular brand I've got, but mm-hmm. right, it should be. you should be able to really just turn it off so your battery doesn't die.
1: Yeah, well, I, I definitely think this is the big con, is that your headphones can die if the battery runs out. Now, a lot of the headphones, though, have a headphone, like a jack you can plug in that you can still listen to it. Yeah. Um, now, I find... If the if the headphones a hundred percent die, sometimes it just still won't work for me. Hmm. But even if I have like a one percent battery, it'll be okay. It'll so like, it's hmm. one of those just things and it's definitely a drawback. I think it's worth it. I also really like not having to be tethered to my iPhone. Yeah. yeah. And I've also broken a lot of headphones just by like, you know, Pulling over time wire. that little wire gets messed up and so Bluetooth doesn't have that problem. But Yeah,
2: I I was actually using a pair of headphones that had the wired option and i liked that because for that reason Mm -hmm. and also it was much easier to turn on and off than the ones i use for working out so but yeah
1: full confession i often carry two i i'll often bring (laughs) two pairs of headphones with me because if it dies and and i can't connect the like little thing i i'm really want to have music if i'm if i'm on an airplane for <laughs> hours or like at a coffee shop and people but around isn't that me are being such a pain annoying. that you have to yeah. do that no i'm mean, admitting it because it really is a major con for yeah
0: most people aren't going to be willing to do that yeah
1: yeah and, mean, and a
2: good pair of headphones is not cheap you know yeah i you know, know it's like so to have to invest in two yeah it's
1: really annoying um but i i think it's worth it and i think that really it just takes like my phone never dies i never forget to charge my phone before getting on an airplane so it just takes a little bit more foresight you just have to start thinking of it as a device as opposed to something that will just always work for you
0: and it's worth maybe getting an external charger that's something that's nice to have for your phone anyway or look into bluetooth headphones that have a charging carrying case
1: yes you can do that or you can yeah the external charger is a great solution yeah
0: so the next thing, um, and it seems like most Bluetooth uh, speakers have something like 5 to 10 hours of battery life, right? Yeah, it's like, pretty good. So that's something to pay attention to when you're buying is just, you know, see what they're promising, see if you can get one that's above 5 hours and you do not pretty and well.
2: And read reviews uh, on, you know, multiple sites. Make.com. Yeah, <laughs> IconLife.com, <don't laughs> but also, you know, just any site where they're being sold. Read read a lot of reviews because people will say, oh, these died right away, or you'll, see, you'll kind of start to get a picture of... Do their promises about battery yeah. actually last? Like, yeah. how's the noise cancellation? You know, you'll you'll f- start to hear about people's actual experiences. What, what I them. would say,
1: and this has always been true for headphones, but it's particularly true for Bluetooth, cheap headphones are just really not worth it. Uh, you know, it's always <laughs> been with cheap headphones, the sound quality just sounds like really night and day worse. But now you introduce a whole host of other potential issues, like bad battery life, bad sound cancellation, mm-hmm. not pairing well. And so... As much as I hate telling people to spend a lot of money, it, it I mean, it's not, you don't have to get the four or $500 headphones, but you probably want to set aside at least $60, but probably closer to $100 range for a nice pair of Bluetooth headphones because it's, really worth it. Noi- Most of them are noise cancelling now, which makes a big difference. I don't like
2: noise cancelling for working out, though, because if oh, I'm no. running, I, it's yeah. a
1: bad idea. You should be able to hear what's going on around
2: you. Okay, so let's let's
1: save that talk yeah. for, because I agree, I have different opinions for this, depending on what use the headphones for. Right. All right,
0: well, let's talk about the connectivity. Okay. Because that's something I I would say it's not a big issue anymore.
1: No, and that's, those are the two complaints that Bluetooth has had. Number one, sound quality. Number two, connectivity historically was hard. Yeah. You used to have to have a little code, you remember? Do you remember this? Like, you would yeah. pair, and it would be like, type in your four-digit code, and you have to go look through the manual. So now, if you still had it. Done. <laughs> and you could only have one Bluetooth thing paired at a time. So right. if you were paired mm-hmm. with, like, say, your yeah. Apple Watch, you couldn't pair with headphones. All of that stuff is not a problem anymore.
0: You can pair with multiple devices. And so,
1: really, I mean, for me, I turn on my headphones and they just pair, and it's not really a problem for me.
0: I mean, it still has happened to me a few times, like if I've had people over, for instance, where suddenly the music keeps on breaking out. Like, that's happened to me a couple of, like, on a couple of occasions. I'm trying to remember what specific speaker that was. The Mega Boom is good. I have the UE Mega Boom, Mm -hmm. which has been good. uh so but that can be kind of embarrassing and also like in that situation like you don't want to be worrying about repairing your phone. Yeah. I would say it's still like more of an issue than if it's wired.
1: And it, it, I would say it's enough of a hassle that I don't really like to let other people use my headphones. Like I don't want them to pair with it and then I have to yeah. repair it. Yeah. I
2: was having that problem the other day I borrowed uh, a, a Bluetooth headphones from Connor our feature writer to do a a tip and um, iphonelife.com what is it slash daily tips yeah sign yeah, up yeah. Um, and then you know I forgot to do forget this device and then later I was listening to music just on my headphones my own headphones and then all of a sudden my music disappeared and I heard it playing oh yeah in, uh, <laughs> in Connor's office so uh,
1: yeah well that's yeah, a problem if you're paired with multiple devices this will happen to me where I'll be like downstairs talking on the phone and suddenly my headphones upstairs or my speakers upstairs will start playing it and suddenly I can't hear them and they can't hear me. So there there are downsides of Bluetooth for sure.
2: I always try to turn my Bluetooth devices off unless I'm using them because that eliminates part of that problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the upsides though, let's talk about some of the upsides of Bluetooth. I mean, not being connected by a wire for working out is really great, for instance. Mm -hmm. Also, just in general at the office, like not feeling tethered to anything. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your experience with that? I would agree. Um, Yeah, just doing things around the house
2: or, uh, you know, because when you live with a bunch of people, you want not everyone wants to listen to your music and you don't necessarily want to listen to what they're listening to. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I've definitely had the experience of... Using wired headphones and then standing up from my desk
0: and walking off and dragging my <laughs> phone behind me. Yeah. So, all right, so I think we can all agree that the benefits outweigh the downsides of Bluetooth. Yes, for the most part, I in most so. circumstances. And so, what Bluetooth headphones can you guys recommend to our listeners?
1: Okay, well, let's start by breaking them up into two categories. Because okay. I think we have the over the ear headphones and then the earbuds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for over the ear headphones, uh, I've tried a bunch of them. Uh, Don and I, one time, we each got a pair and then we switched and we were mm-hmm. testing both of them. So the two pairs that we've been testing in the office have been Parrot Zeek, mm-hmm. uh, which is the one I eventually settled on and I liked. Uh, and the one you liked, well, it was Sennheiser. It
0: was some Sennheiser, mm-hmm. I can't remember the...
1: Sennheiser is generally just really good. Mm-hmm. Sennheiser's are really a company. I really love the Parrot Zeke. They're kind of futuristic looking and they they're are. not for everybody. Uh, I definitely get comments on them every time I wear them.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're not, like, crazy, the design. Yeah. But there's, they have sort of, like, this angular metal side. And, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do you mean by futuristic?
1: You have to just look at them. <laughs> I, like, well, okay, Sennheiser is a very retro-looking headphone. It looks, mm-hmm. it's Bluetooth, but it looks like headphones you would have bought in the 70s. And I mean that in a good way. It has nice, yeah. luxurious leather earbuds that are, you know, cups. Old- cups, ear yeah. cups. It just looks really retro and a very it, classic is a better word for it than retro. The Zeke, in, in comparison, just the way the design of it looks very different than headphones you would have bought in the 70s. So it yeah, looks it kind of modern. modern in that way. Um, but I really like them. What I like about them, number one, noise canceling, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, they have on the side of the ear controls. So you can just, by moving your finger up on the ear cup you can turn up the volume or down mm-hmm. you can pause a song or play it you can uh skip a song forward uh so i really like that it also has a cool feature where if you take the headphones off it'll stop playing uh which is really nice because somebody comes that and starts really talking nice. to you you just go like this and it'll pause it and you put it back on and it starts playing that again. Doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i
2: always feel so bad for you because like i'll walk into your office and you'll like do that like but I'm actually there to talk to someone else, and then I'm like, "Well, he removed his his ear thing. Maybe I should just say hi." Or yeah. Something. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so I really been happy with them. The downside, like I mentioned, they don't turn off automatically, so I've drained the battery a few times by accident. Mm. Uh, you also can't adjust the uh, what level of noise cancellation uh which it would, it would be would have been a nice feature to be able to you can turn it on and off i think but you can't adjust it so sometimes i do want to hear some ambient noise if yeah. i'm in a situation like let's say i'm waiting for a plane and i want to hear the person when they start talking and telling me to board uh right. you can't adjust that um but overall i've been really happy with this
0: i actually liked the sennheiser's better mm-hmm. um i to me a huge thing with headphones is if they're comfortable or not. Mm-hmm. Like I don't it can be the best sound quality ever and I'm never gonna wear them if if they're uncomfortable. And I found the parrots to squeeze my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like really sensitive <laughs> to feeling like that. Like I just it needs to feel like like a little loose if anything. Mm-hmm. And the Sennheisers, like they're really cushy, like you mentioned. Like, yeah. The cup's like really padded and So overall, I was able to wear them for like an hour or two without getting a headache.
1: Now, it's funny because part of what was weird is when we switched, I actually was finding the Sennheiser's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very individual. In the ear cup, it has like a little area that pokes out a little bit. And like you turn it on, you put it on, it feels comfortable. But within an hour, it feels like it's pressing against your ear.
0: I think It's like everyone has a different shape. I have different shaped ears, so like that didn't hit my ear in the same way or something. I
1: think the lesson here is... Buy it from a place where you can return it because everybody's heads are different shapes and different things are uncomfortable. So definitely, it's not a universal solution.
0: And you can try something on; it'll be fine for that five minutes or whatever. But you need you need to try it. You need to have it in a
1: few hours, really, before you really know.
0: Uh, for me, the Bluetooth headphones I've been really liking are the Jabra Moves, Okay. and they're like a hundred-dollar price point. So it's a little bit—it's quite a bit less mm-hmm. than the Parrot or Sennheiser. Yeah, options. to be
1: fair, these are really nice headphones. So we're so talking about three fifty to four hundred. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So these are a hundred dollars. They're. Because of that they're made of cheaper material. It's like mm-hmm. plastic, mm-hmm. but they're really light because okay. of that. So these are like the most comfortable headphones I've ever worn. Okay. And they're wow. on, they're on-ear headphones, so I guess there is a third category, Yeah, but there's it's closer on-ear. to like the over-ear option because uh-huh. it's covering most of my ear. And um, the sound quality is fine. Like it's not amazing, but it's also like for most of my purposes like I wouldn't notice that it doesn't have as full of sound as... And you took these
1: running, right? Yeah. I I saw you running with them. Yeah,
0: he was playing frisbee golf, and I was on a run at the park, and... And She um, ignored me. I was like, hey, Donna! No, no. I was listening to music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, I... I found them to be comfortable. They didn't, like, slide off my head when I was running, they which is kind darky. of amazing.
1: It's, it's, it's pretty dorky to be running with them. You look, you look pretty dorky. <laughs> <laughs> David!
0: Maybe I'll have to reevaluate whether these are my favorite headphones. Well,
1: you're allowed to look dorky on a run. I think yeah. a run is a time you shouldn't care what looks
0: It's really like. hard to look Maybe good I should just, running. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, you never look cool running.
0: Okay. I um, disagree. I feel like some people do, but apparently I don't. No,
1: sorry, sorry. I meant you don't look cool. Running. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't look cool running either. <laughs> I don't either so um, we're, we're yeah, all I here.
2: actually have a pair of Jabras too. Uh, the Sport Pace, and okay. um, they just like like hook over your ears and they're in there and. Uh, I like them. They sound really cool looking. They are not. But I like them. I like wearing them when I run. They stay in really well because mm. they hook over your ear, which is really important to me. They're not noise canceling, which is also important to me when I'm running. I, I hate noise canceling yeah. for running. And in uh, fact,
1: I, when I run, I still use the uh, iPhone the Apple EarPods, for that reason. They're the only ones that, like, the nicer headphones, the earbuds that I find, they kind of are all designed to cancel out the noise. Even right. if they're not noise-canceling, they, to, like, wedge in the there. The other
2: day when my uh, Jabra earbuds were not charged, mm-hmm. um, I had to wear some wired earbuds, which I really like to wear in the office because I don't like having big things on my ears. Mm-hmm. But you know, they did cancel the noise and I had to turn the music way down and still was like being super cautious because I don't really want to get run over by a car. Sounds like a good plan. And I really like wearing uh, wireless earbuds too when I'm out with my dogs because people talk to me about my dogs and this lets me ignore them. I have really... (laughs) My dogs are kind of unusual looking and uh, people like to stop their cars and talk to me about my dogs. And so (laughs) these earbuds are obvious enough that I have them in that... People like don't really get offended when I, hate I
1: to. when people try to talk to you when you're running. I, I have to say, I'll just totally ignore them and kind yeah, of point at my headphones and be like, nope, and keep going. You just smile. i kind of
0: in agony right now. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. 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 That's me at least. We <laughs> <No, me> do. <too. laughs>
1: um, the other Bluetooth uh, earbuds that I like are J um, they produce yeah. a very nice, high-quality really nice earbuds for running, which I highly recommend. And I think don't they, are, have,
2: they have, like, the little fins to keep them in your ears? I, yeah. They have a
1: few different models, and they're all nice, and I'm not sure which one's which at this point. I've Pretty much just whatever
2: moment. is comfortable for your ear. Yeah, yeah. It's, a,
1: it's I think that's one of the takeaways here is make sure you try a few and you can return them because different people have different comfort levels uh, yeah, in finding like, different things comfortable. I much.
2: Yeah. I don't like having things in my ears. Yeah. I much prefer the ones that hook over. hmm
0: yeah. So those are our parting thoughts. Try them on. See if they have a return <laughs> policy, but... Oh, you know. yeah. Well, I
2: wanted to recommend the House of Marley uh, Liberate oh, okay. yeah. uh, XLBT. They mm. they have an optional wired option. The buttons are great. Like, it's very easy to turn them on and off. Mm. And... Um, you know they're not as expensive as the other two you recommended but i did find them comfortable and the sound is good and in general house of marley is really yeah, good they're very good for yeah. very
1: low price or mm-hmm. lower price yes lower uh what's the price point on those
0: i completely don't remember right. but i will Cheaper put it than in four
1: hundred dollars yes if and... you go to
0: iphonelife.com podcasts, we, we always have blog posts with everything in the issue and so she'll include yeah, uh, we, we'll
2: we'll, I'll, yeah, I always put a link to the products and apps we mentioned
1: and the prices. And Sarah's okay. also going to include a photo of her unusual looking dogs. I am. <laughs> yes. Okay. Toby and Spike, they're amazing. Toby and Spike are adorable. Their uh, cartoons come to life. Yes. Uh, now, the House of Marley headphones, are they over ear, on ear, or in ear? Uh, I like being filmed. I can now do I, I guess yeah. I always do it, but everybody have, gets to see my elaborate ear, hand like, motions the, They're over ear, Over yeah. ear, okay.
2: Yeah. And they look nice
1: okay good
2: which is important it is important as Donna established like it's not possible to look cool while you run but if you're not running and you're wearing some headphones you want to look cool right yeah sure (laughs) as much as possible I just want
1: them to sound good really is what I care about right (laughs) All, All right. right,
0: guys. Well, I think that wraps up this mm-hmm. issue. Uh, thank you, you for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in magazine mode, I guess. Uh, but thanks for listening to the 44th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. We're watching it now. Yes, or watching. Uh, we're glad you joined us. Go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips if you want to get cool tips of things you can do with your mm-hmm. iPhone like we've told you about. iPhoneLife.com slash insider to sign up for an insider subscription. And uh, definitely subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends if you like it. And we'll see you next time.
1: One more thing we sometimes forget to mention. We do have a print magazine that you can subscribe to. First of all, you can buy it in Barnes & Noble, Hudson Airports, Walmart. But also, go to iPhoneLife.com slash subscribe to subscribe to the print magazine. Which the digital magazines is included in the Insider, to be clear. But the print magazine, iPhoneLife.com slash subscribe. All, right. all right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.